Hello, and welcome to Organize Holistically. My name is Dana L'Oreal Morales, and I am your holistic process strategist. I help mompreneurs and side hustling professionals to develop, implement, and streamline processes in both your business and your personal life so that you can have better work-life balance and integration. guys thank you so much for joining us today because we have a great guest with us we have brenda cadman here our canva verified expert how are you doing i'm fantastic how are you dana i am great i'm so excited for this conversation uh that i want to share with my listeners so uh, we are going to dig all the way into some organization brenda and i were talking off um audio about our love of organization and canva so we are going to geek out today. Um, before we jump into our conversation, I would love to just hear a little bit about you and how your journey led you to where you are today. So I have been an entrepreneur for over 23 years now. Um, and the majority of that, not all of it, but the majority of that was spent running a website development company. Mm -hmm. um, I just retired that in September after running that for so many years. And I think you sometimes just know when the time is right to go another direction. And I'd been doing this Canva education and digital organization kind of thing on the side for a while. And I'm, you know, I'm all for multi-passionate entrepreneurs, but trying to run multiple businesses, businesses at the same time, <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> it is a struggle. And it, it, it was a battle I no longer wanted to fight. Um, but I also had a professional organizing business. It was my first full-time business when I left my, um, you know, my regular job, my nine to five that came with benefits and all those good mm -hmm. things. And I specialized in that at that time in um, getting organized specifically around paper and filing systems. So I was working with business owners. I was working with doctors and lawyers and, you know, those sorts of individuals to help them create filing systems that were more effective for them. So it's kind of weird that it's lovely that my my 23 years is kind of now being bookended by that same skill set, but just right. a very different kind of you know, medium. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, perhaps it's not surprising that I ended up going back to it because it's just how I'm wired and it's what I've always loved the most to do. Yeah. But I mean, I think that is a, as a, a testament to the fact that you understand the organizational and the mind, the way people think it mm -hmm. may like, for me, the journey makes sense, right? Cause you went into web development and with web development, of course, you have images, of course, you have things and you're seeing what people are struggling with in relation to getting their websites up and, and running and then leading that into to Canva. Is that kind of how, was it a natural progression that way from the web development or was it kind of secondary, like secondary and you just kind of married the two? What's interesting is that it led to the Canva stuff, but not in the way that you would think. Mm -hmm. I had joined a program to, because I started creating courses, online courses in 2014 as well. And it was never a huge part of my business. And I knew I wanted to nail that down a little bit more and, and have that kind of scalable side of my business. So I joined a program to create courses. I was going to create a program around helping people create more user-friendly websites about how to deal with 
the page speed optimization of their websites and the security of their websites. And when I got into the program, nobody was asking questions about their website, but everybody was asking how to create course materials using Canva. Uh So I had been using Canva since 2014 as well. And I just started answering questions and I started creating little tutorials and it it just naturally, the opportunity presented itself. And then people started asking, is this what your course is about? This is what your course should be about. And it's that fork in the road moment where it was obvious. You have to listen to what people are asking for. Exactly. (laughs) And the reason that the courses hadn't been a significant part of my business up until then, the reason it wasn't taking off is because what I was trying to create a course around is not something people wanted to learn about. Right. You're like, I know <laughs> you need it, but they weren't interested exactly. in that. Exactly. Yeah. You, it, it doesn't matter how much they would benefit from it. If they mm-hmm. don't want it, they will not pay for it. Mm-hmm. So this was something that just, it fell into my lap. I already had the experience. I didn't realize it was something that I was effective at teaching because I'd never had that opportunity presented to me before. So I saw that open door and I walked through it and that was 2019 and I haven't looked back. Oh, that is fat. That's a fabulous story. And I love it because (laughs) I think people benefit from hearing that journey, right? Because it's not, you didn't wake up one morning 20 years ago and say, oh, I want to be a Canva, you know, expert. No, you, it was, you ebbed and flowed and you, it found you. Basically. Well, I would have had to have been psychic. So. <laughs> You're like, is this how it's going to be? It yeah. did not exist. Um, yeah. And, but I think it's, it is just so important to always be listening to what people are asking for. And when you find the thing that people want, mm-hmm. that you are good at, and that you love to do, that is just that's the trifecta. That is the sweet spot. And it is so much easier said than done to find it. Mm-hmm. But when you find it, you owe it to yourself to explore that. And I just I just knew there was an opportunity there. I didn't know what it was going to look like. And to be fair, it took a long time to be willing to go all in on it. Really, mm-hmm. not until I closed the other business, because it's hard to let go of the clients and the revenue mm-hmm. and the consistency and the the routine that mm-hmm. you come to expect. But I will say that as soon as I let go of it, um, the sense of freedom on the other side was something that I have really come to appreciate. I wish I'd made the decision sooner, but I wasn't ready to. We always say that, but it's true. It's like, you know, when you know, and sometimes it's just not that time when you're supposed to let something go. Don't rush it. Don't let it time. The time was right. And it has been um, not just a lot of fun, but also very financially um, successful as well, which is wonderful wonderful. (laughs) because I have some renovations I want to pay for. I like money. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now that we know how you got here, let's, I'm, I'm, listen, I have Canva. I use Canva. I am an organizer myself, but I tell Uh you the truth using this program there's so many bells and whistles there's so many things that yeah. it is capable of doing that you almost get overwhelmed with the functionality and just finding and organizing all the things so give me your tips let us know what should we be doing with camera well honestly the best thing you can do is don't worry about learning all the things because on it- as soon as you think you've learned them all, they will add, they will change yep. something or they'll add something. <laughs> and they, in fact, were 
uh, we're recording this early March and they've uh, just announced recently that they're having their Canva, their next Canva create event coming up at the end of the month. I think it's on March 23rd. I'll have to double check that. And I know that at these events, they tend to announce a whole bunch of new fantastic bells and whistles and, and features and functionality. So don't stress out over trying to learn everything. You're not going to. I do this for my job and I don't know everything. <laughs> Y'all listen. Um, <laughs> but figure out what you want to accomplish. Don't worry so much about using all of the tools to create what you want to create. Mm. What do you want at the end of the day? What are the the specific features that you need to get there? Mm-hmm. Nail that. And then once you get comfortable with that, you can start playing and you know, introducing new features and and functionalities and bells and whistles into the mix. And there's probably a whole lot of features and effects and fancy things in there that you will never use. There's a lot of it that I just don't use. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. I know how to use it, but I'm not, I don't have a need for it. So really let form follow function. If you don't need it, don't feel like you have to be experimenting with it and focus on the basics. Understand setting up a brand kit in Canva and why that's so important as a business owner, get that set up, find a set of templates that works well for your brand aesthetics, learn how to customize your template to fit your branding. And if you are able to create the materials that you need, great job, well done. You don't have to go down the cap, the Canva rabbit hole. It's a fun place to go, but it's a time-sucking place to go. Right, so. right. Five <laughs> hours later, you know. Exactly. Came <laughs> in to create a graphic in 15 minutes and three hours later. <laughs> right. So, okay, yeah. let's let's dig into that a little bit because, you know, we were talking about the fact that you used to have a podcast of your own. Yeah. And I know that several of my listeners either have them or would like to get into the realm. So let's let's use that as our kind of base for this question. So typically when you have a podcast, you're sending out, you know, you're posting different things on social media. You have kind of your uh, typical graphics. Now I've seen where there are individuals who have different images every time they're announcing a podcast episode. Mm -hmm. And then I see others who have kind of the same view or the same image. They're just changing their guests. Can you talk a little bit about the process, the best process to use when you're trying to do something that is repeatable. I do think, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of visual variety. So having a couple of templates to choose from that you can change up where they all still feel visually cohesive, where they look like they're part of the same, you know, same family of graphics. You don't want to have wildly different looking graphics where it can be quite jarring if you keep changing up the the look and feel of it. But if you've got the same sort of general look and feel aesthetic and you're using the same brand colors, you're using the same fonts and logos, it's going to feel cohesive. And you can set up a template that you can easily click on. It creates a copy for you when you need it. And then you just change out the the names and the photos in it. And it's fairly quick to do, but it's a matter, the time comes in initially setting that up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's worth it's worth investing a little bit of time or hiring somebody to help you set that up. There are Canva designers who specialize in creating custom Canva templates for you. It's not something I do, but I do know people who do that. 
And then, you know, it takes that pressure off and you just have to go in and customize it. But once you've got that there for you and it's been set up initially, it's just a matter of versioning it out when you need it. And you can even batch organize if you know you've got a whole set of, if you've got the, you know, the um, episode titles and you've got the headshots and you've got the information that you need to create additional graphics, sit down rather than doing one at a time and knock out a batch of them for the mm -hmm. next few weeks rather than take, you know, tackling it a single image at a time. I That's usually going to be more effective. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. batch. It's just, it's once you get into the mode, it's just so much faster mm -hmm. than trying to do it one at a time. Mm -hmm. I am. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I figured that out very early on. Um, One of my first, first real jobs uh, when I was in university, I was an office temp and I remember getting assigned to work at uh, various mail rooms and filing rooms and just the I jobs that like told that me I did not want to do this all my life. <laughs> and, you know, everybody else would be taking one envelope, getting one piece of paper, folding that piece of paper, stuffing the envelope, sealing the envelope and putting it aside. And I was looking at this what? thinking, oh, hell no. <laughs> okay, we're going to fold them all. Stuck right. them all, right. get them all, and get into a rhythm. And I think that sort of batch organizing, you can use that for whatever you're doing in your business, including creating your mm -hmm. te templates and your graphics for supporting Yes. Business. So, okay. So, and this is a question coming directly from me. Okay. Okay. So when you create, so you create the template mm -hmm. and you're utilizing the template to create your graphics. However, would you recommend, or what have you done? Do you typically use the template and just continue to create the graphics within right. that template, like copy and paste. And so your, your graphic technically is like 20 slides long, but you only need one of those out of there. Or do you create a template every single time? What would you recommend? This is going to be a uh, designer's choice. This is going to be depending on you. I personally, I'm one that will just duplicate the page and keep it all together okay. because I'm not worried about deleting the original or overwriting mm -hmm. the original because I am so used to working in it that I know that's not going to happen. And if I accidentally do, I know how to quickly undo that. So I don't make right. the change permanent. If somebody is not as comfortable and they are concerned that they might overwrite it, in that case, it probably is worthwhile saving your design as a template, which you can mm -hmm. do when you when you're in the design editor and you click on that share button, normally you might be going to download it. You can um actually save it you can publish it as a template so the same way that when you get a template from somebody else and you've clicked on it and it says so and so has shared this template with you and you can click on it to make a copy of it in your own account you can set it up so that it does that internally within your own account as well and then every time you click on it it's going to prompt you to make a copy as opposed to editing the original you can edit the original as well but it's going to make it far less likely that you would accidentally make a bunch of changes overwrite the original template mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. end up having to do a lot of additional work in the future if you needed right. to go back and recreate something so that is going to be something i would normally leave up to folks depending on how comfortable they're doing it personally i like to have it all in one as opposed to having a whole lot of individual mm -hmm. images but it also is something that, you know, is is fairly easy to organize if you create a folder structure to be able to go back and find those later on, even if you do have a whole lot of images um, rather than all collected into a single. And then there's always the option later on of of combining all of them into a master uh, master design if you wanted to 
you know, save it and archive it and put it away. So what I mean by that is opening up each of the images and then copying and pasting the entire page into a single design so that you can put 20 pages into a design. Um, it's it's a little tricky. This is where the limitations of of podcasting comes in. <laughs> when you're right. speaking about right. a visual medium. You see it? <laughs> <laughs> but you can actually, if you put your a design into grid view mode where you can see all the little thumbnails mm -hmm. of all the pages, mm -hmm. if you copy one of those pages and then open another design that's also in grid view, you can just paste it right in. Ooh. You don't have to copy all the elements. You can take the whole page you can take or a whole chunk of pages and move it into another design Ooh, I so that, that you can I haven't thought about that. Yeah, it's just compiling mm -hmm. it, creating, you know, kind of a uh, massing it into a single design to refer to later. I like to do this with presentations that I'm creating. Uh -huh. If I have a, a master presentation design with all the variations of all the pages I might need, then when I need to build a new design, I can make a copy of that, delete the pages I don't need, mm -hmm. and I'm left with all of the pages that I do need, as opposed to having yeah. to constantly go and find additional pages from each presentation mm -hmm. to build it in the moment. No, I have done that. I have done that part, but I hadn't thought to, after I'm done and I have all these various images to then kind of compile them into one so that everything's together. I hadn't thought about doing that, but that's a great idea. Well, and it's not even necessary though, if it just, you know, if that makes it easier for you to to find it later and that serves you and your business, mm -hmm. great. If it doesn't, you just have, you know, you could have a folder within the podcast that is for podcast artwork and mm -hmm. it just is organized by date. Maybe here's all the graphics from 2022 or mm. 2022 quarter two. You can break it down the way that you would intuitively go and look for that. You don't have to amass it into a single mm -hmm. design, but there's different ways to work with the designs based on what works best for you. And I think that's one of the most important things I learned when I was working as a professional organizer so many years ago, um, <laughs> is that not everybody organizes the same way. And yes. your in your capacity as a professional organizer, it's not to come in and implement an organizational system that works for you. Right, forcing yours on somebody exactly. else. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. to listen and observe and figure out how do they search for information? How do they recall information? Yes. How are they going to go retrieve that information later on in a way that is easy for them? And if it makes no sense to you, but it works it for matter? them and they're yeah. the only person having to look for it later, mm -hmm. create a system to work for that. Yeah. So organizations are very unique individual, not one size fits all solution. You know, that, that's one of our mottos here at THB um, is that ultimately you want to create unique organic organizing systems and mm -hmm. they don't have to make sense to anybody else. They just need to make sense to you and those who are going to use that system. Yeah. And uh, so you're speaking right. You're speaking our language. And, <laughs> because I, I think that's important. And it's an important distinction to make that even though we're talking about camera, we're talking about all the different functions, the functionality that's available. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, if you're, if we're talking about, copying and pasting and doing something and you're sitting there like what who's got time for that then just don't do it you know yeah. I, but I think it's it's nice for people to know what's available and to think about things in a different way to see if it makes sense for the way that they work right exactly I, how I do, do you know if it's yeah well, I mean just to finish that how do you know if it's a fit for you if you don't even know it's an option exactly exactly now I do want to step back 
with the templates, um, mm -hmm. that is a pay function, right? Or is that now available to free as well? That's a very good question. They change things. As right. to my knowledge, it is uh, it is available to all. Um, okay. That could change by the time this. I, I couldn't remember because I am on, on a paid version, but I just I like to make those distinctions when things are only available to paid users. I believe it is not pro specific. Okay. I would need to double check that um, okay. because I know at one point it was pro specific, but I mm -hmm. think that one went to free as well. I would okay. need to double check that though. Well, we won't hold you to it, Brenda. We we understand. <laughs> Thank you. It could be one or the other. Um, so we talked about folders. Mm -hmm. One thing that I uh, want to ask is, is there an easy way to go? So imagine having been on Canva for years, right? And so mm -hmm. you, when you first started, you know, you, you go through that experimental phase and you're uploading all kinds of stuff and your business has changed two or three times. Is there a cleanup uh, process that you recommend for Canva users? So it is going to depend on how much bandwidth you have to do this. Um, if you are in a position where you really want to tackle all of it and you know it's going to take a bit of time and a little bit of grunt work and you're going to you're ready to get in there and do it, there's one approach to go with and we'll talk about that. If you, though, have not organized simply because every time you look at it, <laughs> the idea of organizing it just makes you weep. <laughs> There's another way to go about it because I don't want that to hold you up from creating an organizational system moving forward. There's no right. need, need to continue down this path right. going forward. You can always put a pin in it and come back to it after. Um, typically, the approach, though, if you're ready to tackle it, I do think it's important to start with a bit of a a purge, an initial purge, the same way that if you were cleaning out a closet or you were cleaning out a physical filing cabinet, you don't want to be organizing the stuff you don't need to keep. Right. If there is, if you've got stuff in there that you created, you know, so many years ago, and not only do you not need it for future designs, you don't even really care about keeping it for nostalgic purposes. If you don't need it and you're ready to let it go, delete them get them out let them go. clean out what there's we're not going to create an organizational system for something we don't want to keep exactly so going through deleting cre you know creating a folder for archive purposes mm -hmm. you could have a folder in, under archive for you know designs by year and then you're not having to worry about the categories but you can just keep what you need to keep get a basic structure to it and then there's no not a lot of energy required to do it but it's just mm -hmm. a lot of time spent selecting mm -hmm. unfortunately canva does not have the ability to like select Massive. one hold shift and, yeah. and select they can't you, you can batch move you can't batch select i can assure you uh i have asked for that many yes. times <laughs> that is a battle right there i just know. had a um organization vi i do organization vip days and i had another one uh last week and i spent i swear i spent probably four hours just selecting and moving images right. and designs and I, I i'm surprised my eyes weren't bleeding <laughs> at the end of it it's it just it's grunt work it's one yeah. of those get something that you like to drink turn on <laughs> A show Turn you want to binge, on. yeah, <laughs> and just and anticipate tackling it in chunks mm -hmm. because this is probably going to be one of the hardest pieces. Is just well, maybe not the hardest, but it's going to be the most. It's a grind yeah. <laughs> to get through. You're just Even like better why? though. Why send it to an assistant <laughs> if you can. <laughs> 
And then once you've got stuff that's left, then we can start looking and categorizing, taking a bit of an inventory and figuring out how does this naturally break down? Do I have, you know, do I need a folder for social media content? Do I need a folder for clients? Do I need a folder for presentations? Do I need a folder for photos? Because I don't want you keeping all this in your uploads folder. I want mm -hmm. you creating a custom folder system for all of your images as well. So you can have a, a an image filing system. So start thinking about what those categories are. Then you can create those folders. You can nest folders 10 levels deep. So that's going to give you the ability to create subfolders where you need them. I just and cringed, then, Brenda, <laughs> like 10 <laughs> folders deep. I'm not saying go 10 folders deep. <laughs> it's I'm available, but guys don't. It's available. Don't just go randomly. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> there better be a purpose. I don't want to see you with folders with one thing in it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But I similarly, I don't want to see one big catch-all called miscellaneous. Right, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> use it strategically. Right. Um, but you know, the fewer clicks, the better. But you also don't want to be having to find something if you, if there's two hundred items in a folder exactly. because it's just too much to find. Mm -hmm. So figure out what that folder system is going to be. Create the folders, and then again, you're going to bookend it with some more selecting and moving. And again, get out the Netflix show that you want to binge. <laughs> But at that point, you have a good cleanup and going forward, it's just a matter of staying on top of it. I think mm -hmm. it's easy to slip back into old behaviors. If you don't carve the time out, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. Often it can just be like 15 minutes once a week to just quickly yeah. go through and move the things that you haven't already moved while you were working on them. Um, I think that's you know. a great tip, right? In saying... 10 minutes a week or whatever that block of time where you dedicate it to cleanup, right? And just, especially if you're a heavy Canva user, just yeah. going out there and saying, okay, let me spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes doing this task. And where I end is where I pick up the next time. At least you're niching away at it. I think that's well, it's a, a nice way to, to wind up the week too. It's not, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it could be laborious, but it's not, it's not a lot of brain power needed. Yeah. Um, and then you've got a nice clean desktop again, Canva desktop for mm -hmm. Monday when it's time to get back at it. Um, but as much as you can stay on top of it while you're working on it and just file images away, you, you know, quickly delete what you don't, if you know, you just needed it once you don't need it anymore, mm -hmm. just stay on top of it. So it doesn't pile up. I love that. I love that. Now guys, I know Brenda has a ton of tips. <laughs> <laughs> that she can share and I know that you have your Facebook group do you want to talk yeah. briefly about that sure um I have a Facebook group called how to use Canva um easiest way to find it is if you just you know go to how to use canva.com it's going to forward you to the Facebook group um and there's getting close to 10,000 people in there now so it's a good place to go to ask you know if you're running into a problem see if others have as well and how they maybe got around it or it's the first place a lot of folks go if suddenly they can't get into Canva or something seems broken to make sure they're not crazy and something <laughs> really is truly broken right right um so yeah that that's um that's a free community that a lot of folks have jumped into Great. And guys, I'm going to have Brenda's contact information in the show notes. So I definitely encourage you to reach out to her if you'd like some more information or to learn about any courses she has or any 
um, services she has that maybe you need to take advantage of, we'll be able to share that information with you in the show notes. So Brenda, thank you so much for coming and, and talking to us a little bit today, really getting juices flowing in relation to Canva organization and just knowing what is available. Well, I appreciate it. I'm always happy to chat with a fellow organizer. <laughs> <laughs> All day long. All day All right. long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you on the flip side. Today's episode is brought to you by Organized Academy, where you learn all things organizing that will help you holistically balance your business and personal life so you can live the life you always dreamed of living. Learn more today and become a member by visiting OrganizedAcademy.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. And I hope you found something that will help you in your organizing journey. If you did, consider leaving a comment or review so it will help others know the value that you received. For more information regarding this or any other episode, visit dlmorales.com. And as always, do something today to fill your happiness bucket. I'll see you next time.